All Things Black with Garland and Calvin present Fanboys. Fanboys is a weekly breakdown of the sports world from a fan's perspective. Now, here are your hosts, Garland and Calvin. All Things Black presents Fanboys. This is our weekly sports podcast with just two ordinary guys. We just talk ordinary. about our things on sports. I'm Calvin. On the other side, there's my guy, Garland. What's going on, Garland? How you what's, doing? what's going on, everyone? Uh, what's going on, uh, Fanboy Nation? <laughs> if there is a Fanboy we Nation. Fanboy Nation. Yeah, we're just going to go ahead. Let's just speak it into existence. We're a nation. What's up, Fanboys Nation? You know, <laughs> we got it going on. But nah, man, feeling good on a, on a weekend and stuff. Busy weekend. Um, I'm actually going to be playing some golf on Monday, playing in a, a charity tournament. Wait, uh, wait, 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 You just got this job. They gave you golf PTO already. Bro, no, they ain't give it to me. I had to take a couple hours. <laughs> <and so. laughs> Last year when I played, I was with the uh, with the department. And so I was one of the organizers. So, no, I didn't have to use personal leave last year. But I'm not with the I'm not with the Department of Housing and Community Development anymore. So I had to um, <laughs> I'm going to be taking a half day. I'll put the PTO in. And so, yeah, I'll be. That was that was one of them when they hired you. You got any days coming up? Uh, yeah, on Halloween, I had a <laughs> Halloween golf tournament. That's what I told them. <laughs> I said, I got to do this golf tournament. It's like, oh, sure, you'll have some PTO by then. It's like, oh. <laughs> Yo, you golfers. You golfers are something else. Softball would never. <laughs> see golf golf has to be played early since it's a long game you know a, a good round is possibly if you're moving at a, a good pace is three and a half maybe four hours if you're moving at a good pace and so you, you try to do it early so uh you can get it done and so they are renting out the course but of course the course wants to make some money in the afternoon and so they're expecting everybody to be done around you know one-ish one twelve thirty. Yeah, because the uh the round starts at nine. We have like a shotgun start. You figure three and a half hours. People start coming off the course around 12 30, one o'clock-ish. Uh you have like a lunch, and then by two o'clock, mostly people start rolling out and they can still bring some people in who want to have afternoon tea times. And so yeah, golf courses that they, they make that money. Well, you know I'm you know I'm a golfer now, right? So I, you know, I understand how long it takes. Like, because we tried to shorten the time because I told you we were doing the tee um, every shot. But I forgot to tell you, we tried to shorten the time because uh, we were only using two clubs, bro. the driver and the putter. And bro. that was that yeah. we used the driver. Even if we were, like, right. we, were, uh, we were driving that month. <laughs> bro, you... You're not a golfer, but okay. <laughs> are you serious? And you saw, you saw. I posted us in the cart, and our names. Were I saw on the you. Cart. I saw you in the cart. I, I even the names were on the cart. I even I saw you swing. We coached a whole fifteen. That's where we started. A whole fifteen. So you okay. see, we golfers. I don't even know why you tripping. Okay. It, right. I mean, granted, I'm not on the PGA tour, but I am on the tour with the Saudis. I'm about to. You're on tour with the Saudis? Yeah, what's that? What's that you getting that Bin Laden money? What's that again? The Live Tour. Yeah, yeah, that's because we living. That's yeah. What, that's it. You're getting that Bin Laden money. Get that Bin Laden money. I'm sorry, yeah, we're going to play don't... the Bin Laden Memorial Classic. <laughs> 
um, <laughs> let me stop. What's that play that Y'all, C? They, these are just jokes. <laughs> yeah, these are jokes. Just What's, jokes. Stop being played that C where they dumped them at. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man, fan boys, we're going to talk a little uh, Major League Baseball World Series started last night. Great game. Uh, we're going to talk a little NBA. Uh, we're going to go back to Ben Simmons and Russell Wilson because they're setting uh, records this year in uh, being scrubs. And uh, there was an interesting uh, report that came out that I heard on a podcast the other day and wanted to go into it because Calvin and I always have this discussion about the NBA bubble. And there were a couple of people that did a study that said, <laughs> you know, uh, how black NBA players performed inside the bubble. And so it was very interesting what they came up with. Uh, from the study. And then, of course, we're close out jumping into the uh, NFL. We said we we're going to do some midseason awards. We're about at uh, game eight or nine for most teams. And so we wanted to kind of lay out some uh, biggest surprises, biggest disappointments, coach of the year, MVP, uh, rookie of the year so far. And then we're going to get into our picks and close up with some come on yo's. And so let's go ahead and jump right into Major League Baseball. Last night, World Series started. Uh, it was a outstanding game, game one. Uh, the uh, Astros came back. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, the Phillies came back and uh, won the game six to five uh, in extra innings. It was uh, one of the biggest comebacks in World Series history for a National League team. Uh, now, if you didn't know, uh, it's the Houston Astros and the Philadelphia Phillies are in the World Series. The Astros, they finished the uh, season with the best regular season record. This is their um, fourth World Series appearance in the last six seasons. Uh, they won the title in 2017, and they lost last year to the Atlanta Braves. Um, coming into the World Series uh, last night, they have um, won all of their playoff games, had not lost any playoff games uh, for uh, 2022. And then we had the Phillies. The Phillies ended the playoffs as a wild card. Uh, they beat the higher seeds, the uh, Cardinals, the Braves, and the Padres to get to the World Series. And their last World Series win was in 2008. And so um, after going down 5-0 in the third inning, largely due to two home runs by Astro outfielder Kyle Tucker, the Phillies buckled down and clawed their way back, tying it up on a JT Rio Muto double in the fifth. Neither the uh, team was able to score for the remaining four innings, although the Astros came close in the ninth when uh, Jose Altuve was in scoring position with two outs. But uh, Nick uh, Castellanos, he, uh, he made an incredible catch uh, to send the game into extra innings. And then uh, Rio Muto, he came through in the 10th, hammering a home run to right field to put the Phillies ahead by one. And uh, Philly held on after Alex Bregman double and uh, took game one uh, that looked like it was over early. And so um, did you catch any of uh, last night's game? Hey, man. So I actually did. I okay. started watching from the um, seventh inning on. Um, so I cut it on and I was I was pleasantly surprised at how um, interesting and exciting um, baseball was brought back a lot of uh, old feelings because baseball is my original love and sports sure. and uh, um, you know a lot of excitement in the game got to learn, learn some a new nickname and some people um, you talked about the dude that hit the two home runs uh, they call him what King King uh, uh, what's his nickname King Bach King Batch what's what's his name what's his oh my god I didn't know he had a nickname yeah what's his full name Cal Tucker King Tuck, that's what they call him. King they call Tuck. Him 
King Tuck. Okay. Um, I did get to see the play in right field, which was an amazing play because that would have that that would have won the game for the Astros. Um, heard a couple interesting stats in there. Um, you're right about that uh, comeback. That's the they haven't there hasn't been a five run comeback since in twenty in the last twenty years. Right. Um, in the World Series, so they're also um, even though the Astros have been undefeated, uh, I also heard on there that the Astros have never won the first game in the World Series. So they they wow. seem to be on par. Um, but also the Phillies are undefeated at home in the World Series. I'm I'm sorry, in the playoffs. So okay. um yeah man, I'm it was it was a it was a really good game. Um wow. even even that the bottom of that tenth inning, you know, uh Bregman does hit the double. Um then they walk the they walk the not the next batter, they walked another batter but then there's a wild pitch that right. brings them both to second and third but then there's another wild pitch but the catcher uh it almost hits the batter the catcher grabs the ball and um you know they they stop it but then the batter leans into it yeah and he leaned into a pitch yeah man like yeah. it was yeah. it was mm-hmm. it was baseball as you want it with the excitement um yeah, man, I, I actually enjoyed the game. Now, if you would have asked me just sight unseen who would have won, I would have said the Astros easily. Um, I don't know though, man. These these Philadelphia Phillies are gritty. And as I mentioned before, you know, they, they're so surprising. And I didn't realize that they had finished in last place last year. Um, wow. And- yeah, because I think Harper missed a, a good amount of last season. I don't even know if he played last season. And, uh, you know, they uh, fired uh, Joe Girardi. We yeah. talked about that last week as well. Middle so, of the season. Middle and the season. It, Well, really, the beginning of the season, they fired him. And mm-hmm. now they're in the World Series. The, the fields are gritty, man. I Listen, um, you know, I may I may go put some money on the, field, on the Phillies. I may put some money on the Phillies in seven. Because the Astros definitely aren't going to roll over, but Philadelphia definitely needed one of these wins. They couldn't go back home 2-0 um, to Houston, so they definitely needed one of the wins. It guarantees them, you know, a few games in Philadelphia. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm, uh, I might put some money on the Phillies, man. Okay. Okay. So, so I'm going to say that you're taking the Phillies. To go I'm taking the Phillies in seven. All right. All right. Um I like the Astros. I, you know, they were my World Series pick. I think I picked them to win the World Series. I'm going to stick you with did. them. You did. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to stick with them. I, I say uh, Astros in six. I caught the game. Um, Verlander was up 5-0. Uh, and um, the Phillies came back and they scored three inning to make it 5-3. And so the Phillies have just had a lot of good, timely hitting um, when they needed it. They've never been, they've been down a couple games throughout uh, the playoffs and they've always managed to claw their way back. Uh, I remember uh, one of the Padres games, the Padres were up by a good amount of runs. And then you came back a couple innings later and Philly had got back into it. And so um, as we talked about, it's about the hot team. And yeah, the Phillies are the super hot team. Although the Astros, this is their first loss um, for the postseason this season. Um, the Phillies are swinging hot bats. And so, yeah, it's going to be an interesting series. Uh, hopefully people will tune in, but I'm, I'm going to stick with the Astros. I'm going to say Astros in six. 
Now, sh- yeah, uh, yeah go ahead. Watching that. I'm going to start watching these uh, World Series games. I'll probably do like I did last night, pick it up in the later inning. Yeah, yeah, because it's a long game. I mean, that game was on for the game started at 8. I don't think it went off until maybe a little bit after 12 or so. Yeah, it was so, like 1230 yeah. when I yeah. um, cut, when I changed channels or actually went to sleep. It was like 1230. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was a long game. And, you know, with the commercials and they got to interview the managers doing the game. Now, uh, this one they're not uh interviewing players in the middle of the game. I, I they don't did. know how they did. Yeah, they last night. So they while he was in the field. Um uh what's the guy the guy that hit the home run? Uh, they, Tucker. Yeah, the, no, 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 no. The guy that hit the home run for the Phillies to take a oh, him up. Um, Ken Rosenthal caught him in the dugout. Uh, oh, okay. The, yeah, while the game was going on. But you know, some out. Fox games they have been interviewing the players while they're in the field. Oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, there's been a couple games where, uh, like, like um, when the Orioles played uh, at the in Cooperstown, uh, that game. I'm trying to think who did they play in that game. I forget who they played, but uh, they were interviewing. Um, I think Mancini was still on the team, and he might have been playing right field. And they were interviewing Mancini while the game was going on. He had like a, a something in his ear, and they were talking to him during the game. Oh, speaking of Mancini, he went 0 for 4, 5 last night. They took him out the game and they said he's 0 for 17 in the playoffs. Wow. He's not doing too well. Either. Not doing too well. I ho- hopefully he catches some fire and um, good guy. Good guy. And so wish at least he made it. <laughs> yeah, at least he's there. At least he's there. I want to give a shout out to our boy, Brandon Hyde. Uh, Hyde has been chosen as the Sporting News AL Manager of the Year. <clears throat> Uh, the Sporting News uh, named him uh, the, uh, the manager of the year. I think it was uh, yesterday. So it was uh, Thursday. And uh, the winner is chosen in a survey of players and managers and executives. And how he led a historic turnaround this season with the Orioles improving by 31 games and posting his first winning record since 2016. And so uh, the Orioles finished 83 and 79, which placed them fourth in the American League uh, West. Excuse me. Ooh, I can't talk today. American League East. They were in wildcard contention most of the second half of the season. And uh, seven Oriole managers have received the award. Uh, Hank Bauer in 1966, before we were born. Hall of Famer Earl Weaver, we remember him in 77 and 79. Frank Robinson in 89. Johnny Oates in 1993, uh, Davey Johnson in 1997, and Buck Showalter in 2012. And so uh, any thoughts about Brandon Hyde? You know, although he won this award, he did get some, you know, uh, questioning of some of his tactics as they came down the stretch uh, in the wild card use of pitchers and players and all. Uh, But we thought that he did a great enough job that he warranted this award. Yeah, man, he's his his moves were questioned all season, but listen, he he is the guy that helped turn around the Astros. Um, so I mean, this is what they hired him for. Good right. job. Right. Um, only hoping for bigger and better things. We need the Orioles to start spending some money in the off season. So hopefully they can keep this moving because those those moves. Um, he caught fire this year, but. In baseball, those are the kind of things that don't sustain, um, as we saw as they fell off towards the end. So hopefully he can get some solid pitching and, you know, maybe a bat or two in there to solidify this lineup. 
Um, but yeah, man, congratulations. And I couldn't be happy. It, it really went under the radar just to show you how much, um, how baseball is not as heralded of a sport. It really went under the radar. And to be here in Baltimore and for it to go under the radar, I'm, I'm one of the biggest Orioles fans out. And I didn't hear about it until during the Ravens Thursday night game. And this announcement was made like in the afternoon. It's a shame. Like we baseball needs to do better. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, football is king, but you know, baseball, they had like we we've all we've been saying it for the last forever. You know, they have a great product, but they do a terrible job at, you know, releasing information, showing games, all of those particular things. Especially so, in the city that he's the the right. manager of. I mean, if no one else knows, we should know. Like, you know what I mean? Like right. There should be like fireworks or something, like something, make it a big deal. Definitely, definitely. And so uh, congratulations again to Brandon Hyde, Sporting News Manager of the Year. Let's talk a little bit basketball and um, kind of like a historic start for the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, they chill, lost chill, again. Chill, chill on my Lakers. Chill. They lost again <laughs> last night. And so they're, you see the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, and so that makes them 0-5 on the ah. season. Um, they've been able to move Russell Wills, excuse me, uh, Russell Westbrook uh, to, or Russ Westbrook to the um, bench. Uh, they're going to bring him off the bench and all. Hopefully it does not uh, affect his hamstring like he said it was, because, you know, he has to be warm. To get out there. He, he not he not a bench guy. He don't know what they do on the bench. But uh, he's uh, continuing to struggle uh, this season. Is all and all. As a matter of fact, historically low, twelve point three points a game. Uh, his three point shooting is abysmal. As a matter of fact, I think he's only shooting thirty one percent from uh, three point land. Oh no, actually, he's shooting less than that. He's shooting 13% from three-point land, and so uh, not good at all. His field goal percentage is way down as well. He's only shooting 31% from the field, and so he's having a rough time. Uh, they're going through a lot of different changes. Uh, that roster was just really constructed badly by uh, the uh, de facto GM, LeBron, and uh, Rich Paul. Uh, although they're blaming it on uh, the real GM uh, of the Lakers. We know that LeBron um, designed that team. And also, he's not alone in his brickism. Uh, you have another bricklayer. His name is Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons, uh, so far, has just as many fouls as he has points. Uh, ben Simmons is um, averaging uh, 5.6 uh, points a game right now, um, although he's doing well in terms of rebounding six rebounds a game and uh, almost seven assists a game. Uh, he's sh only shooting 44% from the field. Uh, he hasn't made any three pointers so far this season. I'm not even sure if he's taken any and his uh, free throw percentage is uh, 40% as well. And so uh, two guys that are struggling for two teams that um, really feel that they are championship contenders. And so let me ask you, Calvin, if we were to do over and under, fanboys over and under, do you think Ben Simmons will score 500 combined points? Uh, so let's let let me hold on. Let me get my calculator out here. Let's see. We got 82 <laughs> games. 82 games. Five. Would you say 5,000 or 500? 500. 500 divided by 82. 
that gives him about six points a game. Yes. You think so? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you think he'll get to 500 points? I think he, well, he he ain't he ain't the most solid dude either. He paper thin, so he right. might But I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him um six I'll I'll give him six points a game. So yes, but it's not without, you know, I'm not I don't have the confidence in him. I'm just looking at sheer numbers here. Like if he scores less than six points a game, number one, he shouldn't be a starter and he should barely be in the NBA. Right. Yeah, it, you know, it's amazing. Well, you know, uh, Brooklyn's going to have to run with this because they gave up a lot to get him. They gave up a lot. And uh, it's obvious that Embiid hit a lot of his deficiencies in that system in Philly. I mean, I was kind of looking at his statistics. He's never set the world on fire. He's never averaged over 17 points a game in any season. And so he's always been a a low scorer in the teens. He just was a do all everything guy, and he played good defense. But he's not even playing good defense this year. And I understand it's going to take him a minute to get back into no, uh, no. the swing of things. But yeah, I mean, I I think he was declining before the injury. Yeah, I thought so. I always thought going to Brooklyn would be a good move for him because he wouldn't have to do anything but really distribute the ball, which, yeah, we see, but they don't have a third score. You got to have at least a third score. You know, Kyrie and KD are scoring all of the points. They don't have a third score, and he's not even contributing. Like, he's not even contributing his weight to the game. Um, If he was contributing his weight, it would be a different story. He's not even doing that. So, yeah, man, uh, the Lakers are in trouble. The Nets are in trouble. And everyone that has either team doing anything, predicting them to do anything, it was strictly off of the names and the uh, the two names for both teams, Kyrie, KD, LeBron, and AD, because otherwise the benches, they're just they're, they're putrid. And the third person that should be, uh, working for these teams are doing nothing. We talked about Russ doing nothing. Right. Uh, ben Simmons doing nothing. Like every championship team has at least two stars and a third solid contributor. And neither one of these teams have that. So we're, we're literally wasting away these Hall of Famers um, careers. The, well, the end of their careers, let's say that. Um, so the, the good thing about all four of them is that they all have at least one ring. AD has probably the hardest ring with LeBron in the bubble. Um, oh, God, but he does have that. one. <laughs> we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. But yeah, I mean, I, I it's, it's, I they also may not was, make the playoffs. Neither they team. may not. They, they may neither not. Team. Not even the play in. Neither team may. They may not make it. So, I was looking at um, something as I was preparing for our, our broadcast today on Simmons, and I didn't know that Simmons is ambidextrous. He's uh, you know proficient in using both hands. But when they looked at his shooting percentage from uh, shooting with his left or shooting with his right. They said that he's a better player when he shoots with his right hand, but he only shoots with his right hand occasionally. Um, Most of his shots are from his left hand. 
And I thought he did uh, free throws with the right and all other shots with the left. Yeah, and so that's that's what it is. And so it's all the all the other shots are with the left, but um, he's doing uh, free throws with the right. And so he they said he really should shoot from the right because he's a better shooter with his right hand. Even when he's going left, he all no. Even when he's going left, he always finishes with the right. He shoots free throws with the left hand. He shoots jumpers with the left hand. Okay. And so, yeah, it, it, it's just real jacked. And so uh, maybe he needs to just commit to one hand. You know, it's kind of like Cedric Mullins. You know, Cedric Mullins was a switch hitter. Not doing well batting from the right side. And so they suggested to him just bat left handed. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. I knew he was a switch hitter, but I I didn't know, um, you know, about the I, I you know what? And it's funny you said that. I think at one point um, I noticed he was going up against a um, left hander and uh, he uh, stayed left. I think that's batters do opposite. Whatever he did, whatever hand, whatever the hand the pitcher was, I was like, oh, he's he's not going the what they would ne normally call the advantage side. Um, he's not doing that. So mm -hmm. I didn't notice that in one game. Yeah, yeah. And so, but I didn't know they told him that. I knew he was a switch hitter, but mm -hmm. I didn't know they told him they'd stay on one side. Yep, yep. And so, yeah, they just had him stay on one side. And so, uh, we'll see what happens. So, you said Ben over, I say under. And so, I, I, I just don't think at some point, Brooklyn's going to have to even make him a role player off the bench. He does a lot of ball handling for them. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so um, we'll see. We'll see. It's early. But see, but they can't. Mm -hmm. they, they don't have anyone to, to – they can't. That's the pro – and see, that's the, the handcuff they have. Just like the Lakers had this handcuff with Russ, like you can't trade them now. Like who wants them? Maybe you can get um, the whole team – a pair of mambas if if somebody <laughs> will take them but who's going to take them you know right, what i mean like right. it was bad enough last year you probably couldn't trade them for the value that you got them for but now you can't even trade them for any value like what do you you're not going to get any draft picks for them you got to get another aging player with an expiring contract that's the only thing you can do that no one wants russ is he's, he's horrible right now Russ is horrible, so do you think he's going to over or under? He's going to shoot over 20% from three this season. I'll say over 20, but under 25. Okay. I, I'm, I'll give him around 22, 23%. What is he shooting now? He is shooting 13%. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he shooting he, at least 22 last year? Something he like said that? he shot uh 29% last year. <laughs> Damn, yeah, Russ. Yeah, historically, I, I, his highest three-point shooting season was 2012-2013. He shot 32%. Oh, I'm lying. He shot no 2016 and 17 when he was uh, with uh, Oklahoma. Uh he shot 34% from three that uh, one season. But other than that, he's been a low 30, uh, high 20% uh, three-point shooter. And so this is, this is, this year is really showing, this is really showing the decline of Russ. I mean, yeah. I think overall, I, I, people are still 
thinking about this, the triple-double uh, Russ, and that guy doesn't exist. He can't get by players anymore, although he had a decent game last night. He's just still limited against good teams who are able to plan for him, lay off of him, force him to shoot, and uh, you're fine with it. I mean, he's shooting 31% uh, from uh, the field, and that is his lowest ever. Yeah, he's hurting my Lakers, man. Yeah. So what? So you saying under or over? No, I'm still giving him over twenty, but I'm I'm not giving him over twenty five. I'm still giving him over twenty though. Right, so we're gonna see what happens uh, with those two players. Now, uh, it's an interesting study that was just published uh, in September. It's uh, talking about how black NBA players performed inside the bubble. As a matter of fact, the study is uh, titled Inside the NBA Bubble, How Black Players Perform Better Without Fans. And so you had uh, three researchers uh, that uh, in the NBA, predominantly Black players play in front of predominantly non-Black fans. And so using the NBA bubble, uh, a natural experiment induced by COVID-19, they were able to show that the performance of Black players improved significantly with the absence of fans uh, versus white players. And this is consistent with Black athletes being negatively affected by racist pressure for mostly non-Black audiences. And so beyond hurting individual players, fans' behaviors uh, causes significant economic damage to the NBA by lowering the quality of the game. And so there were two major results that they were able to show that playing without fans, of course, again, improves the performance of Black players relative to white players and that the top players are the most affected by racial pressure. And so I always, uh, I've always, i always been against the Lakers title in the bubble because I said that the bubble was really a, it was a different circumstance. It was not like playing during the regular season. Uh, I think, you know, some teams, some players definitely were bubble boys. They turned into Superman in the bubble. And now that the bubble is over, they're just regular players. And so um, what do you think about this, Calvin, this notion that black players play better when they're not in front of white fans? First of all, let me first start by putting on my purple and gold cap, my purple and gold truckers cap that says Melga, which is make my Lakers great again. <laughs> Why? <laughs> okay. Right. So, and and I, I don't know who the author is of this study my, my what is the what is the real point of the study and and let me tell you let me tell you exactly what i mean um we all know just growing up that playing a sport outside and playing a sport under the whistle is a totally different game um when you're playing under officials and by rules, it's a totally different game. So it's a totally different experience. When you're playing in front of your friends or playing in front of strangers, it's a totally different game and it's a totally different experience. Now, we already know that um, there are plenty of racists that love sports that get out there. Um, I was reading in um, this that, you know, one of the things they attributed it to is because basketball is a much smaller arena than anything else and the fans are much closer to you which is absolutely true we've seen um russ have problems we've heard a lot we had problems in boston problems. last year 
yeah, we heard and we heard a lot of NBA stars had problems in um Bill Russell Utah. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So it, it, we already know this, but I don't necessarily challenge the study, but I'm I'm trying to figure out what the point of the study was. Like it's it, it's uh, <sighs> They, they were just really just looking at an analysis of, okay, you had this perfect kind of like situation. You had this perfect situation of players playing in a very um, performance controlled atmosphere. No fans. So are we saying no fans ever? I don't know if you're saying no fans ever, but I think it shows that, and as a matter of fact, I'm going to read directly from uh, the report. It says the result to them was particularly compelling because the black players are the majority in the NBA. They play, however, in front of, you know, predominantly non-black audiences, and they are uh, employed by predominantly non-black team owners. And so the mountain evidence of racist behavior among NBA fans and owners is a clear sign. The presence of, um, you know, these non it, it just brings more uh, societal tensions and that, you know, it impacts the racial divides on player performance. Yeah, but see, that's what I'm saying. So the, for me, that's common knowledge. Unless you're going to screen the fans or remove the fans, we already know that. Uh, now, the, the second part of that is where that's what I would look into more. It's the uh, racist owners. It's the the owner part of it. Now that's where I would look. You know what I mean? Because that's where I'm saying, okay. So now, if you're saying to me that um, maybe the fans' attitude have any correlation correlation with how mm -hmm. the owners treat the players, I, the I would say this. Maybe it is an impetus for owners to do a better job. Okay. Okay. Addressing racism. At that, the games there, in the facilities okay. and in those things. Okay, so that that I can that okay because my whole thing was what, do, what like this is nothing that we don't already know. Um, you're studying basketball, but we know it happens in baseball. Um, you mentioned Boston. What mm -hmm. Adam Jones talked about it in Boston, and once right. he talked about it, a whole bunch of players came out about it. If you've been in any football stadium, you've heard it. Oh my god! Um, you know what I mean? Like, look at hockey. They, mm -hmm. they were throwing bananas on the ice um, at black hockey players. They do it in soccer. Right. Like, this is, this is a worldwide thing, the racism from the fans. But, yeah, if we want to talk mm -hmm. about... Well, in soccer, that's a great example. They empty out the stadium. As a matter of fact, when they were making the monkey chants, mm -hmm. they were playing. They, they did not allow any more fans into the stadium. They were playing a lot of these matches with empty stadiums. So do you think the NBA is going to do that? Because that's Heck no, because they want, yeah, that's a money generator. But uh, we have to see uh, better policing of this because. But see, yeah. that's an owner's call. So that's mm -hmm. where it falls back on the owner. Yeah, the definitely. owner has to say, yeah, let's get them out of there. Let's play in, in a bubble-like atmosphere. Um, because I don't know necessarily if it's the, and I know the result of it was um, the players play better, um, mm -hmm. but I don't know necessarily if the owners even care if the players are playing better. They care about the money. Well, they want, want to have their players perform at the highest level because if the players are not performing at the highest level, you're not getting championships, which is what it's really all about. Is it? Because it, it's got to be. If you ask Peter Angelos and Dan Schneider, it's not.
Well, they're getting a cut of the regular season money. But when you're playing in extra playoff games, that's extra attendance sure. money, sure. That's, that's extra revenue, and you get into a championship, you get into a Super Bowl, you get into an NBA finals, you get into a World Series, oh my goodness, that's more money. That's more money. And so, yeah, you would want your best players performing at their highest peak because that's the ultimate goal. If you're owning a uh, a professional sports team and your goal is not to win championships, yeah, yeah, I don't know what you're doing. I mean, unless you, unless you're Donald Sterling, looking at you, the <laughs> looking at you, the Angelos family, right? And so, yeah, you 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 got to you know you want to win, you want to achieve, you want to get these. Yeah, trust me, Steve Steve Bashadi wants an extra playoff game at home. He he wants. <laughs> 10 games at, at MT Bank at MT Bank. Because that's more money. We we know Ravens fans can be racist. Too. Oh my God. I, you know? They can so, love and they go back and forth with their racism. They can oh love boy. Lamar one minute and then let Lamar do something bad. Boy. Oh boy, don't, and don't go over to London and lose to Jacksonville by four, four touchdowns, but then kneel during the anthem. Oh, oh my gosh. They it, they they demand an apology. They need to apologize. You know, people are still holding on to that. My man Ray, Ray said he wasn't kneeling. They haven't apologized, but they didn't apologize. But Ray, Ray said he wasn't praying. He was praying. Ray said, "Oh, oh no, oh no, oh no, family, I was not kneeling. I was praying. I was praying. My God, my God. When me and those other men hit the field, my God, my God." I put my hands down and I said, we're going to pray. I prayed. When I thought we were kneeling. Yeah, I, I know. No, sir. I was and we would have had Colin Kaepernick, but his wife, she just kept running her mouth. <laughs> Shut up, Colin. <laughs> my God. My God. Yes, yeah, my man said he was praying, not between, doing anything else. Between the lines, I'm a huge Ray Lewis fan. Outside of that you stadium. Are? Shut the fuck up, Ray. NFL. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you were not in Baltimore or, or, or Tampa, you unless you you know you had your your jailbroken stick to watch the game, uh, the the Baltimore Ravens finally have a winning streak. Lamar Jackson threw for two hundred and thirty eight yards and a pair of second half touchdowns, and the Ravens rallied Thursday night. For a 27 to 22 win over Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, to victories for the first time this season. Uh, Brady, on the other hand, finds himself riding a three-game skid for the first time since 2002. The seven-time Super Bowl champion's first full season as a starter for the New England Patriots. Uh, Jackson, he completed all eight of his passes after halftime, and the Ravens. Finished with 231 yards after only running the ball seven times in the first two quarters. Good win for the Ravens. Uh, any thoughts about the game on Thursday? Yeah, man. They the halftime adjustments worked. Yes. Um, oh man. So Garland and I were texting back and forth during the game. Right. And we were both just like, get rid of Greg Roberts. Um, right. Fire him at halftime. The, the second half adjustment, um, they actually did very well. Um, I, I, I still don't know why. 
Harbaugh didn't take that field goal to go up. <laughs> That's go your up. boy. I'm getting tired up. of these, these these fourth down decisions were cute. And Lamar's first, Lamar, you want to go for it? You know, they were cute. They're cute when you're 14 and two. <laughs> you got you to gotta get, you got to go up two scores. Right. Even though two scores doesn't really work out for the Ravens all right. the time, you still got to do it. Like, why are yeah. you going up two scores? It's, um, yeah, it's perplexing. To me, take the little field goal, and you wind up getting the ball back before the two-minute um, after. Morning. It didn't. Yeah, you got the ball back. It's a possibility you could have added more points. Exactly, Just and saying. that's another thing. You miss it if the Bucks score, they get the ball back at the half. Right, and they got the ball back to start the second half. Yeah, you can't. You, but let me go to some positives. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I told you so. It was you don't want anyone hurt. Mark Andrews being hurt is killer. Gus Edwards being hurt. You didn't yes. want to see that. And Bateman being hurt is just like any other week. He's not there. So right. Right. what Lamar finally had to do was rely on someone else. And he did. They finally, You got to get Duvernay involved more. I don't know why we're not doing that. Likely look great. Um, uh, Demarcus Robinson looked good. Um, even threw the ball to Prochet a few times. Yes. I mean, they they look they found a way to use Duvernay. Yes, the, the, but the thing is, they use them, but then they stop. They'll yeah. use them real good, and then they'll stop. They won't use them for a game or two. It's just like, what are you doing? They they play well. The rookies. Uh, I've been talking about your boy, your boy of free safety. Oh and yeah, he, he played a good game. Hamilton. He showed, he showed up, man. He played he a good game. Uh, was getting pushed around, but then he came back. He showed up. Um, the rookies played well, man. The, the the team played well, and this was really a big win, and it was a needed win um, because that back and forth, win loss, win loss. Now, you know, looking to New Orleans, I think Andy Dalton is going to be the starter for the rest of the season. Another guy that isn't moving around in the pocket like. Um, like a, a Josh, uh, I don't know why I forget all these guys. Josh Allen, yeah, like a Josh <laughs> Allen. So, mm-hmm. you know, we got and, and the <clears throat> pass rush look good. Justin Houston looks great, man. Yeah, um, yeah, he, my he man, three up. fingers was talking all that trash. <laughs> he knocked down a pass, he knocked down one pass. <laughs> he took his three fingers and knocked him down. Um, but yeah, man, um. The Ravens look good. The Ravens look like the Ravens in the second half. And the the offense did what we wanted them to do. They they kept the ball to keep the defense fresh. Right. Um, and it was the Bucks defense that looked like they were just worn out. Um, yeah, man, they look good. I, I This was a good win for them. Although it was still a, uh, I mean, the Bucks scored late which eventually made it a one-score win. Yeah. It felt like the Ravens were in control yeah. all of the second yeah. half. The score the score final not indicative of how the Ravens controlled the second half. Um, and so, yeah, the Ravens scored 24 points in the second half, 14 in the third quarter, 10 in the fourth. Yeah, that that last touchdown was, was really not indicative of how the Ravens right. controlled the game. Exactly. Um, they averaged seven yards per carry, in, and they topped 150 yards rushing for the seventh straight game was just the longest active streak in the NFL. And so, yeah, I was a little myth of once they gave the breakdown of 32-7 passes and the 
uh, first half. Like, they are wearing these guys out in the run, built off of the run, and um, maybe they heard me. Maybe my phone call got through <laughs> the coach's you, box. You and uh, you and Richard Sherman. Even yeah, Richard yeah. Sherman was like, what like, are you doing? What are you doing that? It, it just – it just was, it didn't make any sense. And I think we got to give more credit to the defense. Um, McDonald has had uh, some good games. Yeah, um, man. Yeah, they, I... you know, they, this, they're, they're playing a little bit more solid. Um, they're not giving up these big runs that they were giving up in the first couple games. Although you would love to see them do a little bit better in pass coverage. I mean, um, Mike Evans has six receptions for 123 yards. Um, you, you would like to see them, but they basically shut Godwin down. I think Godwin might have had maybe uh, two catches. Well, uh, Godwin, the first half, it was all about Chris Godwin. But let me tell mm-hmm. you, I'm going to have to give Mike McDonald some credit. Um, he's making some adjustments, and it, it really helps to have a pro bowler in your secondary because Marcus Peters is, is pretty much done. Um, Marcus Peters, he can't keep up. Um, but right. what they did, Chris Godwin was killing him in the slot. So they moved Humphrey over to the slot, and he damn just shut down Chris Godwin. But then Marcus Peters was getting torched up by Mike Evans, and so they put Humphrey on Mike Evans, which actually helped out. He did get that one long pass on him, but yeah. that was just a good throw and catch because Humphrey was right there. Yeah. Um, he, was he was right there. there. But He had his hand uh, there to yeah, kind of, you know, yeah, interfere. Just, but, uh, yeah, you know, uh, Evans made a good catch. It's, it's, it's yeah, I, I got to give McDonald some, you know, we, we keep giving, we keep killing him, and the stats really killed him in that game against Miami. And although the pass defense isn't the best, they have gotten a lot better. Yeah, they've gotten um, a lot better. Owe it, is still a miss. I, 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 they, they need to figure yeah. out how to get Owe, Owe to the quarterback. I mean, I see him on the field, but I never hear his name called for anything. Yeah, they well, you know, Owe didn't even have any sacks in his final season. Yeah, so. I knew that in his final season of college. I know yeah, he didn't I'm have not even sacks. sure why. Yeah, but, um, but, but no, man. Yeah. Um, I'm a you know, I, I gotta give McDonald. Like I said, I gotta give McDonald some credit. Um, we've been side eyeing him, but the defense has been really holding off, holding up, and this is in the face of losing your free agent big sign and safety. Um, still not having. I guess they're gonna get a job, a jabo in there um, this season. So I guess they are, but it's, it's possible. And they didn't even buy, have Calais. Um, right. You know, they, they, they play well, man. Yeah, It's possible probably after this buy. I mean, they don't play again until uh, next Monday night, not this coming Monday night. Yeah, next, next Monday. Monday night. Then and they then they have uh, the 24th, yeah. I think it is. Yeah. So they basically are playing one game in 23 days. It's the way they broke it out. And so I think, you know, we probably will see the return of uh, Tyus Bowser. Yeah. Uh, we'll see the uh, Ojabo possibly make his season premiere. Uh, we'll possibly see some other players who have been dinged up, get some rest. And uh, come back through. And so I, I think, you know, the Ravens and uh, looking at the rest of their schedule, I think um, the majority of their teams, except one, 
are all under 500 at this point. And so they're playing a whole bunch of teams with losing records. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean anything in the NFL because that's why you play the game. You play the game and uh, you see what happens. And so sometimes a, a team that only has one win can come in and get a game. And so that doesn't mean they're going to go undefeated for the rest of the season, but uh, they do. Uh, the season does line up for them in terms of facing some teams that are a little down on their luck so far this season. And so we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I think good game. Uh, shout out to Shaquille Barrett. Uh, he was a beast for uh, the Buccaneers in that first half, but he uh, tore his Achilles tendon and he's going to miss the rest of the season. Shaquille is from Baltimore. And so, yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you, let me tell he you. He went to this City, didn't he? I think he went to City briefly before he went to uh, a boarding school. Uh, someone sent him to a boarding school somewhere out in the Midwest, him and his brother. And so uh, that's how he got to his football thing. But he's a Baltimore native. Well, let me tell you, um, I think it was him. And this is where I said the game turned around. Um, he got a sack on Lamar and then started doing the Ray Lewis thing. So you you, you think Ray, it was Ray praying? Ray, Ray, Ray saw that and said, I saw you. Doing my dance. He, Ray, Ray saw that and called down to prayed. the locker room at halftime and was like, You can't let that man do my dance in front of the men <laughs> that I played with. <laughs> my God, my God. Let's get out here. Bring it in. What time is it? <laughs> right. Hey, man. But the game turned around right after that. Yeah. Like, literally, yeah. the game turned around after yeah. that. And I was like, Oh. You can't be doing the Ray Lewis no. dancing. They said national don't. TV also. Um, what the Bible says, touch touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. And so him uh mocking Ray, God saw that and and tore his Achilles. <laughs> well, I ain't gonna talk about it. I'm talking about the game turning around. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not the that game. made the game turn around. God saw that and said, you're, no, you're he, too boastful about no, my problem. He didn't get injured until the Ravens had the game in hand. The game was in hand when he got injured. No, I'm not giving I'm God not, said, you think you, you think you're getting away with dancing? You think you're getting away with mocking my, my son, Ray? I'm I got you. Okay, I'm the game doing, is out I'm of talking reach about just the 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 momentum and the uh, tone of the game. <laughs> God, God said, "I'm gonna get you," and that's but, what happened. But he was he he, and I only say that because he was killing us. He was a problem. Yeah, he, he was. was a problem. He was. He was. Um, he, yeah, and then a couple but, of times, and uh, but uh, they adjusted, and then they start pounding the ball. He started missing some tackles. Uh, Lyndon Baum, who you, your boy, Lyndon Baum, that you don't like. Lyndon no, no, Baum. that was just week one. And remember, I said week three. Let me give him a chance. All right, and I have been giving him his. Tyler credit. had given him, him his credit. He had a great game. He was tearing that middle linebacker up. Well, he and, didn't start uh, off. He didn't start off too. Good. He gave up one sack. The guy kind of. <laughs> You know, he he did. He that got, was his fault. But he got manhandled by V. What's his name? Vita Vea. Vita. Yeah, Vita. he what yeah. The big Samoan. That's what <laughs> <laughs> he got handled by him. But after that, uh, the boy put in some work. And yeah, so. man. Tyler's playing. He's playing well this season. I have no mm -hmm. no complaints on Tyler any longer. <laughs> it was just game game one. It was the game one and game two because they weren't getting any push in the run game. None. It wasn't the passing uh, game, it was the uh -huh. run game. 
They well, they, they've been getting put. Yeah. I mean, come on. Uh, I, I read you the stat of how many consecutive games that they've rushed over 150 yards. And so, actually, I think we had to give them credit. I mean, they asked when they want to run the ball, they have been able to run the ball. It's nah. just been in some situations nope. like nope. Nope. that nope. inside the 10, that inside the five. I just don't, I don't I'm think not, they th- are as creative as they are with the run game in other places. The only reason I'm saying no to that is because um, stats you can make them look any way you want. Uh, those aren't running back. Those aren't running back um, set run play stats. They're Lamar Jackson stats. Lamar Jackson is running some of these games fifty and sixty yard pops. You know what I mean? And these okay. are either broken plays or design plays for him. So no okay so it is lies damn lies and statistics all right it, i hear it, you. you know it is you know it is. you know it is. you know it is. i was making the numbers say whatever they, they you, want you you saw it with your own eyes the run look at the running back stats in the first couple games no yeah yeah they have not yeah uh, lamar's been the leading rusher in, in most of those games all right, so let's go ahead and do a little midseason awards and all. So we want to talk about a midseason MVP, um, possible coach of the year so far, uh, rookie. Uh, we talk about some biggest uh, surprises, either individual or team, and uh, biggest disappointments as well. And so uh, let's go ahead with MVP, and I'll start off and talk about my boy, uh, White Lightning, Josh Allen. My boy's tearing up the league this year. Um, he's leading them there. Uh, they're, I think they're undefeated. Are they? Are they yeah. No, nah, they got two losses. They got two losses. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. They, they lost two. to uh, Miami, and no, they only have one loss. They lost oh, to Miami. Right. They beat Kansas City. Miami yeah, yeah. They beat Kansas one. City and all. And so uh, he's uh, having a great season so far. Uh, he's thrown for over uh, close to two thousand yards. He's completing about sixty-seven percent of his passes. He has seventeen touchdowns. Only four interceptions. Um, yeah, he's put it together. Uh, for those first couple early years, you know, it almost looked like he was going to be a wash. And then he turned it uh, around about two seasons ago. And, and uh, getting Stefan Diggs really helped uh, him turn it around to have a uh, world-class wide receiver that you can throw to. And they go and get it. And um, then he started, you know, showing that mobility, start jumping over people, running through people. All those things, he's a bear to bring down. I mean, he's kind of like peak Ben Roethlisberger, if you want to say that, because Big Ben was a he was a a, a load to bring down, and so um, they're doing well up there. Everybody's loving the Bills Mafia, and so my my midseason MVP right now is Josh Allen. As the, the, he's definitely a good pick, and I agree with everything you said. Josh is definitely. We I talk about a lot of black quarterbacks, but not nah, Josh. Josh is up there. Josh is probably the best quarterback in the league. However, however, my MVP is going. We're going to the other conference. We're going quarterback, but we're, I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to go with the undefeated team. Jalen Hurts is my guy right okay. now. Okay, all right. Um, Jalen has taken the and and if you notice about Jalen, even in college, Jalen has always led the team to this, but then been. He, he got sat back for um, uh, the guy in Carolina now that I don't even remember. I hate, I, hate it, I don't remember the name. Um, my guy for the Browns. Um, uh, uh, Baker? Baker, yeah. Remember he got he got sat for Baker, so he switched schools and all, you know, Heisman mm-hmm. Trophy stuff. Um, but Jalen has gone into Philly. 
the much aligned year he had last year, and he has taken them to another level. He looks like a Lamar light to me. And I say Lamar light because I'm thinking about Lamar's MVP season, but Jalen is playing well. So give me Jalen Hurts right now for my midseason MVP. All right, all right. Fantastic. Uh, let's talk a little coach of the year. Um, right now, I would say coach of the year for me is uh, Brian Dayball. Uh, New York Giants, he's got them at Yeah, I don't even need to say mine because mine is the same, Brian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that team is winning. Um, they're a legit uh, playoff contender. We don't have to keep on saying, oh, wow, I wonder how they're doing it. He has that team. He has Danny Dimes playing very well. Uh, he's rejuvenated Saquon Barkley. Um, and they're doing it really without any wide receivers. All of their starting wide receivers have been down with uh, injuries this season. I don't think they've had them all on the field at one time. And they but, just traded uh, Kadarius. Yeah, they just traded Kadarius Tony, and they're winning games, and they're beating good teams. And so uh, I had to say Dayball. He, he, you know, uh, I know that the other Brian thought he was going to get that job, uh, Flores. <laughs> uh, they picked the right Brian, I guess. And they so, picked the right one. They Sometimes picked the right everything one. Everything ain't about racism. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> they picked the right Brian. Yeah. And so because uh Flores was like, Coach, are you sure it's me? He's like, Oh, hold on. Uh, oh, never. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, Belichick was like, Oh, Ron Brian. Who's this? Who's this? <laughs> Oh, that wasn't meant for you. <laughs> uh, we're moving on to Cincinnati. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, Brian Dayball. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, you want me to go with rookie? Yeah, go ahead with rookie. So, I have um, I had to pick an offensive and defensive because both of okay. these guys were on my list. My offensive is uh, running back Damian Pearson, Houston Texans. Um, he is He's helping Davis Mills actually play well. Now, they're not doing well, and Lovey Smith is over there, like I, I think just being the – the buffer coach like they had from the uh guy the guy from the Ravens last year. But Damian yeah. Pitt killing mm-hmm. them. Um and my defensive is Sauce Gardner in the New York Jets. He is damn near a He's shutdown corner over there and telling you about it too. I like that. Dion did that to the league, brought that flashy corners in there and I like that. So those are my two. Yeah, if I was to go defense, I'd go with Sauce Gardner as well. Uh, 20 tackles, one interception, six passes defended. He's a shutdown corner. He's doing it. And uh, before he got hurt, uh, hurt Brees Hall uh, with, the yeah. Jets, uh, with the Jets as well. The Jets have two good rookies. They're playing well. Uh, and uh, he was uh, really uh, doing a great job for them. And uh, going down is definitely going to affect them offensively. They went and got uh, the backup running back for um, from Jacksonville uh, to take his place and all. And so uh, I'm fortunate that he had to go down like that, but uh, he was doing a great job for them uh, before injury. Now, uh, what are some of your uh, biggest surprises? Um, so I just picked a team and a player, and we, okay. we talked about one team, and it's the Giants. Um, I picked them. There were a couple different teams I was looking at, but it, it clearly had to be the Giants. However, my surprise player, I could have picked his team too, but I think Geno Smith. Geno Smith is out here. Yeah. No one thought he was going to be able to do. He was definitely just a fill-in for Russ, and I think they were just looking to see who they could draft or who they could get after Geno, you know, after this season. But Geno is out there making a case for himself. And I think, what, Geno's in his 
30s now, isn't he? Gino's yeah, yeah Gino's been around for a while. He said, hey, they try to write him off, but he ain't write him back. And so, yeah, man. <laughs> Is that what he said? That's what he, he said. He he, no, he said he, ain't, he said he didn't write him back. He, he said they trying to write him yeah, back, man. write him off, but he ain't write him back. Yeah, man. Um, Gino Smith is my surprise play. Yeah, Gino Smith is actually 32. Okay. And that's something. So um, I would say my biggest surprise, Calvin, is the fall of legacy quarterbacks, uh, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Matt Ryan. Um, these guys were going into this season. People had very high expectations for them in terms of uh, performance. And it's been just the opposite. And they've been major, major um, drop in production. Uh, you know, we saw Brady on Thursday. He's pretty much cooked. Um, it, it, he just doesn't have that arm anymore. He just doesn't. Uh, you're not afraid of him. You know, it, it used to be a time, all right, if the Ravens got a lead like that, I would kind of be like, oh, you know, you still got playing to the end or what have you. I was kind of like, uh, I, I'm not necessarily thinking he's going to uh, do this big uh, comeback and, and win. And so uh, Rodgers, I think we saw really who the player was on the Packers that was uh, really making Rodgers good, look good, and that was Devontae Adams. Um, he really doesn't trust any of his receivers. Uh, he doesn't want to throw to them. If he could just throw to himself, he probably would. My man, Russ Wilson, you know, I, I didn't think he necessarily uh, coming to Denver. I thought he had better receivers in Seattle than he had in Denver. Um, I thought DK Metcalf and uh, Tyler Lockett Absolutely. were way better than what he has to work with in Denver. Um, I knew that was a transition. I didn't necessarily have him blowing up, but I thought he would do way better than he is doing. And he's definitely, I see the corny factor that a lot of people have been uh, pointing out. And, you know, we've been trying to defend him like, hey, let, him, let that man live. But yeah, he is kind of like the cornball. But, you know, such is like Matt Ryan, man, he lost his job to someone who's never taken a regular season <laughs> snap. I mean, they just basically said, yeah, he's not going to be playing for the rest of the season. Well, we know, is it an injury? No, no. Rest of the season. <laughs> we failed him, and we're going with someone else for the rest of the And he's not even the second quarterback, Calvin. He's, he's third not. string. <laughs> they got Nick Foles over him. Nick Foles is the backup now. Isn't that crazy? They went out, made some trades, spent some money on Matt Ryan, and Matt Ryan is cook, cook. He done, done. He in a baseball cap with a, a little visor on with a little um, earphone in his ear doing um, signals from the sideline into the starting quarterback. Yeah, so that's my biggest uh, surprise is to follow these legacy quarterbacks. What's your biggest disappointment? Oh, well, you just said it. My biggest disappointment, I picked the team and tried to pick one player, but I had to group them together, Rodgers and Brady. Everything you said about them, they're my biggest disappointments right now, especially Aaron Rodgers. Um, we knew that at, at some point Tom Brady's age would have to catch up to him. Um, the divorce caught up to him also, but yeah. we knew it would at some point would have to. 
Um, it's just, it's still just the way he's missing passes and just how he looked overall um, Thursday night. They, a lot of the, their yards were aided, were aided by penalties that the Ravens committed. Um, so, you know, he looked even worse. Tom Brady just didn't look like Tom Brady. Um, Aaron Rodgers is not only is he playing bad, but he's throwing everyone else but himself under the bus. But then did you hear him come out and say, and if anybody want to talk to it, talk to me about it. They know what my right. life is. Like, right. You like what? <laughs> what? What, son? Y'all. But yes. something you want to say to me, come <laughs> see me. <laughs> Those two are my biggest disappointments. And as a team, uh, my biggest disappointment is to the other quarterback that you talked about in this, um, the Denver Broncos, man. The Denver Broncos look horrible. Mm. Um, and it is definitely the coaching because they have the pieces to at least be a decent team. Record-wise, they're not the worst, but they just look bad. The decisions that are being made are bad. They just look awful. They don't know who they want to run the ball. Of course, Javante Williams got hurt for the season, but then you had Melvin Gordon, but then you go into a game where you just sit him for the rest of the game. Like, right. what What are you doing? Like, yeah, the Denver Broncos are my biggest disappointing team and Brady and Rodgers players. Just biggest player disappointments. Yeah, I would have to say biggest disappointment for me is the AFC West. I mean, at one point, we, you know, we were thinking three teams are going to come out the West again this Murderous year. Murderous Row. Murderous Row. Like, oh, man, the West is looking real thick. It's going to be tough. You know, these other divisions, you're going to basically have to win your division to get in because it's probably going to be three teams coming out of the West. And um, I stuck with Kansas City. I said Kansas City was still the cream of the division, and they are. You did. I did. And, you know, as long as Mahomes was there, as long as Andy Reid was there, they still were the team to beat and they've proven me right. Um, I think my choice coming out the West, I did say the Chargers, the Chargers, they just can't get consistent. I don't know what it is offensively that they should be more explosive to me and they're not. And defensively, I don't think Bosa has played the full season. It's always something going on with Bosa where Bosa's injured. Oh, they, they went out and got Khalil Mack. I mean, he's not setting the world on fire. And they uh, benched J.C. Jackson. Well, no, he he tore his, you know, he just tore his uh, knee. He just tore they, his knee up. He's gone for the season. Oh, well, they benched him. You know they benched him before that. I didn't know they benched him before that. I know he they, uh, played against yeah. Seattle. And, um, no, he went, well, when I say bench, he, he didn't start. They, yeah. He wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't playing up to standard. He was supposed to be that big uh, secondary pickup for them, and he didn't. He was one of the reasons I thought the Chargers. I, I thought, thought the Chargers so. were going to take over the West. I thought so. I thought as well. And yeah, he wasn't having a good season before getting injured, and now he's gone for the season. Uh, Bose is probably not going to be back until later in the season. And yeah, I thought you know they were going to be way better defensively and i thought they would be more explosive offensively and they're not they're not and so um i think the afc west for me is uh probably the biggest disappointment also we thought the buccaneers would uh run through the nfc south um exactly. right now I, I don't think there's any team with a winning record and the uh NFC South, as a matter of fact, I'm looking at it right now. And the, yeah, there's no team above 500 right now. Uh, the the Falcons lead that uh, division with a three and four record. And they played the Panthers this week, I believe, and that's for first place. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, definitely. I thought Green Bay would do a little bit better, but, you know, we see the Devontae Adams effect as well. And so, you know, I would crop them in as a disappointment. And definitely the Arizona Cardinals. Ugh. We would, you know. It's Kingsbury. Yeah, Cardinals, they were a playoff team last year. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're struggling offensively as well. I mean, they're not burning the, uh, the doors down offensively. They've always been suspect uh, defensively. And so, you know, uh, those are come up, some of my disappointments. Let's go ahead and get into our picks. All right, uh, last week, uh, man, last week was a good week for me. Let, let me. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. Let me go ahead and count it off. One, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Oh, my God. Eleven out of uh, 13 games I picked correctly. I, I kind of trounced you, my homie. You got, uh, let's see, one, two, three four, five, six, seven, eight. So you you pick eight correct games. Uh, that would give you uh, 55 wins for the season so far. I got 11. And so that would give me 60 right now. Good morning to everybody except <laughs> the Green Bay Packers. Packers um, hurt you. The Colts hurt you. The Colts. The Bucks losing to the Panthers. We both picked the Bucks in that game. Uh, you've been on the Jaguars train for a minute, and so was I, but I, I, I got off of it for this Giants game because I, I think the Giants are doing something of a little, at least yeah, making a they, run. Yeah, I didn't think they would be able to go 6-1, and one, Yeah, and I was wrong. And the Chargers losing at home to the Seahawks, um, that was not a bad pick. We just knew that. Uh, I, I just had a feeling Ugh. about the Seahawks. They've been playing very well, and so, Ugh. yeah, and, and my, <laughs> my, my revenge game, I mean, I picked the Falcons. I shouldn't have picked the Falcons. If I was smart and not just betting out of my hate of the Bengals, I, I, I should have taken the uh, Bengals in that game, but I didn't. Well, uh, I mean, the Bengals started off dominating but uh the falcons started coming back yeah yeah but then uh jamar chase woke up and he just started catching passes and running by well, 20 people woke up, but his hip clearly didn't what is it, <laughs> six weeks he's out oh my goodness um i didn't know i didn't realize that he's oh yeah okay, he's out I don't four have to six my, weeks i don't have yeah that's right he is i'm just looking at it right now four to six weeks yikes all right, all right. Can he be out for the rest of the season by the time we get to that last game? But uh, again, I hope I'm hoping that last game means nothing for us, so it wouldn't matter. Well, that's good for me because I have T Higgins on one of my fantasy teams. I don't so want to talk about fantasy, uh, so let's get to these picks. <laughs> yes, yeah, somebody got chopped and guillotine, but I ain't gonna say nothing out loud. All right, so uh. <laughs> Somebody here got chopped off in the guillotine league. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll, I'll see you soon. A co-host. Uh, you ain't going to see me, brother. <laughs> you ain't going to see me. Uh, we're wrestling with that. You used to say you, you can't see me. You ain't going to see me, my uh, friend. John Cena. Yeah, you ain't going to see me. <laughs> Listen, I got a whole. I'm waiting for you to come because I got a whole thing for you. You got a whole bunch of memes waiting for me. Yeah, I got a whole. I got a whole thing for your chop. Yeah, y'all. I've been memeing up on people when they get chopped. I've been going in on them. Yeah, a little smart. I've been quoting rap songs. I've been throwing a whole bunch of stuff out. But uh, I got chopped behind six points. I'm so mad. Michael Gallup got me zero. Yeah, you know, son. I I made a good pickup off of uh, your roster and stuff. I, I think I got Adam Thielen. So no, I'm I'm straight. I'm good. 
I'm good. I'm good, guy. He's on a bye week. He's been getting me touchdowns every week. He was on a bye week. Yeah, well, he's going to get me touchdowns this weekend. So, uh, yeah, Josh, Josh Allen, Al, Alvin Kamara, um, James Taylor, Adam Thielen, T. Higgins, uh, Jeff Wilson, Hunter Renfro, and I got the tight end. Who's your my, running back? Uh, my running backs are uh, Kamara and uh, Taylor. And and I got uh, Jeff Wilson on the flex because you know he's getting a lot of run in San Francisco. San Francisco because uh, you know McCaffrey he's got to uh, work his way into the system. And so nah, Jeff Jeff Wilson, I had to drop him from my team because he got three points to Caffrey's um, seven or eight last week. You might want to drop Wilson, but uh, James Taylor plays for who? I, I would not. I would not take. I would not take advice from a guy who got <laughs> who did James cut. Taylor play for. He played for the Colts, and now that they got this um, quarterback in, the six-round guy who's never taken a uh, oh, in-game snap. Taylor. Jonathan, I'm sorry, I said James. Man, you saying Jonathan that, Taylor? You talking about um, uh, the singer? Yeah, I was trying to help you. I thought you were talking about the dude from the Jaguars <laughs> that got traded to the um, no Jonathan yeah. Taylor. No, that no, that's Robinson. Said ain't going to play. That's James Robinson. Yeah. Oh my God, he's not going. Okay, so I need to go back and, and drop him. But any, nonetheless, Jonathan Taylor. No, don't take advice from me. He, he. Matter of fact, he's starting. They changed. Seller <laughs> Seller said that James Robinson I, is going to start um, at quarterback. Too. Okay, obviously you know this stuff, but it didn't really help you out this year. Bruh, so. My fantasy, <laughs> my fantasy teams, the team, the fantasy league I won last year. Yeah, I'm one in six. Yeah, so I cannot. Everybody stays hurt. I just had in the lineup to start Ezekiel Elliott and. Um, uh, Debo and they both are going to be on the bench because they're both hurt. Uh, DeAndre Swift been hurt. I had two hurt. Then I picked up the backup hurt. Then I picked up that third backup who played one series and got hurt. Yeah, I'm 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 done in that league. I'm going to be doing the video on myself because I'm going to went from hero to zero. Anyway, let's get to the picks. Man. All right, let's get to the picks. Uh, Broncos vig uh, visits the Jaguars. Uh, who you got? They uh, Actually, they're playing over in Europe. And so uh, that's the uh, 9.30 game. It's going ESPN Plus. Who they got playing? Who they got quarterback? Because Russ isn't playing. His no, Russ is playing. I thought his high knees weren't playing. No, 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 no. They said that Russ was playing. Uh, that's why he was doing the high knees. I saw on the Before uh, scroll. I was on the plane. Yeah. Everybody else was asleep. They, they, I saw him on the scroll. Uh, Hackett says that he is starting. Cat. Well, if he's starting, then I'm taking the Jaguars. If he wasn't starting, I might have taken the <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, give he, me the Jags. Jags, all right. He is starting. So, I take the Jags as well. Uh, Panthers are visiting Hotlanta to play the Falcons. Uh, this is for the battle for first place in the NFC South. Hey, man. Um, what's his name? PJ. Uh, uh, PJ Morton. No, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> I keep calling him PJ Brown, but that's the, the former Heat player, the NBA player. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, God. What is his name? Uh, is they PJ Walker? PJ Walker. Yeah. Um, Deontay Foreman played well against the Bucks last year. But see, we can't count on the Bucks because the Bucks are. Uh, <sighs> this is such a, a hard game with two not so good teams playing for first place. Um, I'm gonna ride with Atlanta again. Give me Atlanta. Okay, Atlanta. All right, I am taking the Falcons as well. Uh, Bears 
visit Dallas to play the Cowboys. Now everybody's on the bear train. Oh my God, they played so well. Um, the quarterback, they they really know how to, to use him. Uh, the, you know, Justin Fields. I don't think it makes any difference this week. Uh, I think the Cowboys win at home. Yeah, give me the Cowboys. Justin Fields just was able to run all over the Pats defense, but so was Lamar Jackson. Um, yeah. They just and they, they're not good against running quarterbacks. Um, and so. the Patriots, they took out res, uh, Insurrection Jones. And so, you know, uh, MAGA, MAGA uh, Jones, he did not have a good game, but he is supposed to start this. Game. Well, neither did um, Zap. Zap yeah, Zap threw a touchdown, but then after that, he was pretty bad. So. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to still take the Cowboys. The Cowboys defense, even though, well, they did they did kind of shut down Detroit. Um, give me Give me the Cowboys. Uh, two is back, and the Dolphins looked good last week against the Steelers. They go to Detroit. What up, though, to play the uh, the Lions? Who you got? I take the Dolphins. Yeah, absolutely, the Dolphins. All right. Fantastic. Uh, the Cardinals are in Minnesota to play the Vikings. Give me the Vikings. Vikes. I take the Vikings as well. Uh, the Raiders are down in Nolens to visit and play the Saints. They're going to get some pole boys and some – Beignets, and I'm picking the Saints in this game. Really? Give me the Raiders. This is where I'm going to start making my comeback. All right, all right. Uh, The Patriots uh, with MAGA Mac Jones are going to New York to play the Jets. Uh, I'm going to take the Jets in this game. Yeah, so Bill Belichick said that Mac Jones was quarterback, and they asked him again. He said, we'll take it from here, Mac Jones. Right. We'll take it from here, Mac Jones is quarterback. (laughs) Give me the Jets. As soon as he finished storming the Capitol, he's going to be playing for us. I don't know why you don't like it. <laughs> as soon as he comes out of Nancy Pelosi's office, he's going to be playing for us. No uh, like that, dude. <laughs> um, but I'm going to take the Jets also. Uh, in the battle of the state of Pennsylvania, the Steelers visit Philly to get some cheesesteaks and play the Eagles. Eagles are the only undefeated team in the NFL. I'm taking the Eagles as a home favorite. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that a question? Give me the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> the Eagles, uh, now they're saying that uh, JT Watt might be back. Uh, and he could play this week. Well, he's saying he's ready to play this week. I doubt if he does. But uh, that's a pretty quick recovery from a pec tour and some knee issues. Uh, and they would, they would be foolish to put him in that game. In, the, in Philadelphia. They need to wait until he gets a home game against an easier opponent. All right, they need to see if he's using that deer antler spray that uh, Ray used that time. <laughs> All right, uh, the Titans, they head to Houston to play the Texans. I'm uh, taking the Titans in this one. <sighs> I haven't been on the Titans bandwagon, and they 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 you've been they picking winning them, games. and they've been winning. Um, I'm going to take Houston. Give me, All right, give me the I'm going to take the Texans. All right, sir. Uh, the Commanders, who uh, beat the Packers last week, they have a new quarterback, Heineke. He's in uh, because Wentz is out with the injury. I doubt if Wentz gets that job back uh, when he is healthy. Uh, they're visiting uh, Indy to play the Colts. I'm going to take the Commanders. I don't think the Colts can do it with a six-round quarterback. I don't care how uh, much the coach tries to talk him up. Um, I think the Commanders win this game. Give me the commanders. I actually like Heineken. Okay, cool. Uh, the Niners, they are down in L.A. to play the uh, Rams at SoFi Stadium. Uh, this is a 
matchup of the former of the uh, last year's NFC championship game. And I'm going to and they've already played the season so far. I think I think the Niners won that game. And so uh, I'm going to take the Niners again. Yeah, I'm watching the World Series last night and this is a Fox game. So they were talking this up. This might be. Uh, the greatest rivalry that we have in football right now. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm, let's serious. get out of here. They're, they're just trying to sell games. Give me this 49ers. 49ers, all right. All right, uh, and the next game, we have the Giants uh, out in Seattle. Uh, they're playing the Seahawks. Seahawks, a hot team, got a hot quarterback, Geno Smith. Uh, they are a very good home team. I'm just going to have to go with Seattle. This is my surprise team against my surprise player back against my coach of the year so far. Wow. John Seattle. Seattle is not good against the run. No. Saquon. They're in Seattle. Give me the Giants. All right. Go take the Giants. The G-Men. All right. Going out on the limb, I like that. And uh, Packers five games, man. <laughs> the uh, the Packers visit Buffalo and Bills Mafia. Buffalo, like I don't even uh, need it. I need to dress it up. <laughs> uh, the Monday night game is uh, the Battle of Ohio. Uh, the Bengals visit uh, Cleveland to play the Browns. Um. I, I mean, Cleveland is is snake bitten, um, but the Bengals have not been playing well at all. And losing Chase, uh, they still got mixing. Give me the Bengals. All right, all right, all right. I'll have the Bengals as well. And the Thursday night game uh, next week is it's a, it's a snoozer. It is the Eagles versus the Texans. Uh, Eagles again. Okay. All right. Fantastic. And I'll take the uh, Eagles as well. All right, so uh, let me run through the picks real quick again. Um, Broncos versus the Jaguars. We both picked the Jags. Panthers versus the Falcons. We both took the Falcons. Bears versus Cowboys. We both took the uh, boys. Dolphins versus the Lions. Calvin's trying to catch up by picking all my teams that I picked. Uh, We took the Dolphins. Uh, Cardinals versus Vikings. We both, again, Vikings, uh, Raiders versus Saints. I took the Saints. Calvin took the Raiders. Patriots and Jets. We both took the Jets. We both take the Eagles over the Steelers. We both, no, we don't. Uh, Calvin takes the Texans, and I take the Titans in that game, uh, Titans versus Texans. We both take the Commanders over the Colts. We both took the Niners over the Rams. We split on the uh, Seahawks-Giants game. Uh, Calvin takes the Giants. I take the Seahawks. And we both take the Bills over the Packers, and we both take the Bengals over the Browns, and we split. No, we both take the Eagles over the Texans on next week's Thursday night game. And so I wish you the best, man, as you try to catch up with uh, Garland and Greek. So that's what we that's what we do. Garland and Greek. Garland and Greek. Okay. Here I come. Yeah. All right. All right, bro. All right. Yeah. <laughs> come at me, bro. All right, man. Now we had uh come on, yo. We get ready to shut it down. We know we've been a little long. We've been pontificating for a minute. But yeah, um, we might we might have to cut the fat off of some of this, but yeah. I'm real fat, so I don't know. <laughs> Little slice and slice. I'm with you, man. Cut the <laughs> cut the ribs off my back. Real quick, on come on, yo. Um, if uh, you, you've probably seen over the last week and all, uh, Kanye West or Ye, as he's known, um, 
he's made a lot of these anti-Semitic remarks and as a result of his anti-Semitic remarks, uh, he's been dropped by uh, several different companies, have uh, cut off relations with him. Uh, you had uh, Adidas, Gap, TJ Maxx, Balenciaga, the talent agency CAA, and also my man tried to go to Skechers <laughs> to see if 80-year-old people would want some um, Yeezys. Because <laughs> so, my dad got two pairs of Skechers. They're just nice slide-on shoes for seniors and all. And so he tried to go to Skechers to see if he could get a deal. And the Skechers people ain't even let him in the door. And so, But there's one thing that's also been affected by uh, Kanye's uh, newfound anti-Semitism. Uh, is that his school, he had a uh, private school out in Simi Valley. It was a private Christian school named the Donda Academy, named after his mother, uh, Donda West, after Donda West. And uh, this academy uh, has one of the top sports programs in the country. As a matter of fact, there's been a clip that's been going around on um, Twitter, and you may have also seen it in some reels on IG, this a uh, young player named Robert Dillingham. He's out here doing his best Marcus Haynes. I mean, every basket he's scoring, uh, he's the number eight prospect in the country and he's committed to Kentucky. Well, as a result of um, Kanye's outburst, I'm going to call it outburst. This is how he said he really feels. The school decided to stop operating and the basketball program actually has... Um, lost some invitations to some of the top tournaments in the country because of uh, this rant. But from what I understand, the school is not accredited. And so that leads me to the biggest question. Come on, yo. Are parents that desperate to get their children exposure? It used to be a time, Calvin, where parents really wasn't involved in the sports we were playing. I mean, you, you told them to schedule and you might have been happy if they actually showed up for a game because they were working. But basically, you know, we policed ourselves. We, we, we played the games ourselves and we and we played a lot of different games. You know, we didn't just stay in one sport. But now you have parents who are just or advisors who are just desperate to get their child the most exposure to send them anywhere. And if you're sending your child to the Donda Academy with Kanye, as a matter of fact, Kanye, uh, you had two players who also uh, dropped from the Donda Sports Agency. Uh, and did you know that Antonio Brown is the president of the I Donda Sports? Bro, <laughs> who is signing with o Antonio Brown? Anyway, so come on, yo. Let's stop trying to exploit people for the talent. Let's let's get off the train and stop yo in the barbershops and all this stuff about Con what did Kanye say wrong? What Kanye said was akin to what racist people say about black people. That we had tails, that we were descended from apes, that we are inherently violent and dumb, that if you rent us your house, you're, you're gonna lose your property value, that we're wicked. That's basically what Kanye said about Jewish people. 
So come on, yo. I, I, I don't care what book you read from, from the final call or some book you got at everyone's place that talked about the secret lives of the Jews or whatever, Jews in the banks. What was said was hurt, hurtful. And so ooh, I'd already got off the Kanye wagon when he started talking about Confederate flags and uh, slavery was a choice. But hey, a lot of people were still on that bus. But you know, the Donda Academy, why would you send your child to a unaccredited school? Come on, yo. Hey, man, um, I completely agree with you. Kanye's an ass, and he's starting to uh, suffer the consequences of his assiness. Um, however, but let me back up on you real quick. Um, no, no slander on Skechers. Skechers is like the fourth largest sneaker company in the world. Yeah, because it's for seniors. It bringing, it's bringing in somewhere in the neighborhood of, I, I want to say seven billion dollars or something. Calvin, go to any assisted living facility, and that's all you're going to see is Skechers. Okay, Skechers, it's buying power there. Skechers was the original Balenciaga. And you can go to Skechers for twenty nine ninety nine instead of paying. Two hundred ninety nine ninety nine for some Balenciagas, or wasn't it two thousand? And they so I had a pair of Skechers years ago. They're the, some of the most comfortable shoes you ever want to have. But yeah, the senior market has Skechers. Once you turn fifty, along with your AARP card, comes a pair of free Skechers. Well, first of all, I haven't gotten my free Skechers yet. I got my AARP card at forty five. Get them discounts. It's just the insurance oh, you yeah. can't take advantage of until you're fifty. <laughs> Get them a discount. Hey, man, my come on, yo, is you You had to know it was coming. It's going to be the theme of it was the theme of the weekend. It's going to be the theme of the weekend. Last night, oh, City versus Poly at Johns Hopkins University, the 133rd historical meeting of this Baltimore rivalry. City comes out on top. That's 11 games in a row. When I was at City, my sophomore year, which was the year uh, 88 going into 89, the school had lost, City had lost 17 games in a row. And they broke that curse with the play. Chris Smith uh, running backwards and then running into the end zone. And City finally won after 17 years. But now Polly needs to do something. But come on, yeah. It's City forever. I mean, I don't even know. I, I never even understood. How you all want to go to poly? It's C before P anyway. Today is the City Poly Fest, which is two schools, one love. And it is a very healthy rivalry, um, but it is a funny rivalry. If you ever get a chance to see any of the memes that we throw back and forth, or if you ever know anyone that's gone to either school. And shout out to Weston, because we let Weston get in there, too, because, you know, they're, they're women, and we just yeah. got to let them get in there. Um, but it is a great robbery. It's loads of fun. And, you know, if you know anyone, you know how much we talk about it. Baltimore is a city of high schools. When they ask you what school you went to, we yes. mean high school. We don't mean college. Right. We ain't worried about your college. In yeah. Baltimore City. So city versus poly. One love at the poly, the city poly fest today. I wish everyone safe. It's going to be down Port Covington. Um, wish everyone safe. Have a lot of fun. I unfortunately won't be there today, but I'm there in spirit. And again, City won last night, and that is City forever. So, Polly, you tried. Come on, y'all. 
Northwestern forever. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going to Northwestern today, which is now Pimlico Elementary, because I need to drop my ballot off. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Wildcats forever. They have, they, they have a ballot box right outside the school, so that's why I dropped my mail-in ballot off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, zone schools forever. Hey, man, ain't nothing wrong the, with zone The rivalry we used to have against Southwestern was the thing of ages, Calvin. You don't know. I mean, it stands Northwestern, Southwestern. Southwestern, um, when I was in school, they combined with Walbrook, and you talk about people I knew there, you talk about they were like dudes, fights every day. Come every on, man. Day. Son, get out of here. Come on now. <laughs> hey, man, but uh, thank you all for joining us. Um, we're going to wrap this up real quickly. We want to make sure that you join us Monday when we do our broadcast, and this is actually just going to be Queen Sugar because – Raising Canaan did have their season finale last yeah. weekend. So we have a couple more episodes of Queen Sugar that we're going to talk about and discuss to get you ready for the episode that's coming in next week. Um, but make sure you do subscribe, rate, tell your friends, comment, do everything you can do with this podcast. We want to get it out to more people. We want you to join us again next weekend. We definitely appreciate the love and the feedback that we are getting but we want more we you know we, we do this a lot so um we definitely appreciate it but it is time for us to go all things black boom, boom. presents fanboys i'm calvin on the other side is my guy garland and we'll talk to you all next week later guys. all right bro peace you have been listening to fanboys and all things black with garland and calvin production Thank you for listening and make sure to rate and review this episode on all of your podcast platforms.